0: evening, Black Urban America. This is Kenny Jones. I'm here by myself this evening. Uh, that's okay. Um, just like to inform you about our new show tomorrow night, No One Talks. Uh, Deflin, uh, uh, Devin Heflin, and uh, the, uh, his show is 8 o'clock and he will discuss uh images, uh black images in the media. On Saturday night you have uh Carl Sneed with Provocative Thought, eight o'clock. Last week he had uh interesting show on uh, incarceration of black men. Uh um is show's eight o'clock Saturday evening. Um, I guess uh, I will not be long this evening um, I just want to discuss uh, One topic Again uh, This topic is more or less About uh, Mr. Trump Do you feel Donald Trump is your president? Elect President Donald Trump I thought I would never say those words Uh It behooves me there have been a lot of uh, protests in reference to Mr. Trump winning the election. And they talk about getting rid of the electoral college vote uh, versus the popular vote. And the reason why they have the electoral college vote is that all states can be included in this uh, process. Now, on election night, there was, uh, again, I said this last night, I mean last week, on election day, I had several conversations with people around the country, and they said they're not going to vote, and these are black young folks. This is what happened when you don't vote. And, and this is what happened. When you Now, I really don't believe in the process, but this is what we have when it comes to electing our local state and uh, federal officials in this country. And there's no other system to replace it. So, therefore, as citizens, if you f- okay, first question is, like, do you feel that you are a citizen Of this country Yes uh, This is uh, Black Urban America That's who am I speaking to Hello You're on the air Hello 205-821 Okay
1: That's
0: not um, and, and You have to realize That This is the political system that we have. Even though you disagree with it. I mean, I disagree with it. Oh, but do I know of another system that could replace this system? No. Do I know of another system that is better than this system? No, I wish I did. (laughs) You know, I wish I did. But um, the thing we have to realize, the thing we have to realize that what are you protesting for? It's over. You're not gonna get the man out of the office. You're not. He won. He won fair and square. Good evening. You on? Uh, you on Black Earth America? Good evening.
2: Peace, brother. It's Abdul in the house.
0: Oh, Abdul. Yes, yes, brother. How are you? I was just giving a little dialogue until you come on, and I was discussing about the election uh, last week. Uh, Well, first of all, before we get into our conversation, why don't you tell uh, the audience that are listening to us and the downloaders that are going to be downloading this show a little bit about yourself. And first of all, I want to thank you for coming on this show this evening.
2: Anytime, brother. Yeah, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm very active in different um, media outlets, particularly radio, uh, television as well. I run a youth program here in Birmingham, which consists of about 150 children. And um, I use several different components, not just the the youth, but I use several components besides athletics to uh, correspond to the youth program. So my whole purpose is to show the significance of sporting activity that, that is definitely needed because if we have a, a shortage of men in the household, then I think it's imperative that we start mobilizing the men, or uh, mobilizing the young men to where the grown men are so that a template can be set towards dif- discipline goals. So that's what I've been um, on a journey for lately, just, just really trying to push you the, the the issue or push the support of youth program.
0: It's definitely needed. You know, for you know, for 27 years, I was a football coach. I was a football coach on the junior high school level, and uh, I coached in three different areas. I coached in New York, and I coached in Philadelphia, and I coached in Jersey. And uh, and I say that my mission was: I was utilizing football. As a vehicle to teach manhood, life skills, and the most important issue, I used to, I used to beat the drum to stay out of prisons. And I think I was more successful in, in 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 coaching than I was in my other profession. And 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 and, uh, and yes, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. That 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 these sporting programs are very important, uh, uh, and it also it depends on who you have uh, running these different sporting teams. Like you got to remember, some of these coaches out here they think they're uh, Herm Edwards, uh, Bill Belichick, and, 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 and they forget about you know you got to work with the young man on his life skills.
2: Absolutely, brother. It's mm-hmm. definitely an uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 excellent um, way to really bring other things to the attention of our youth when you have them congregated. The whole idea is is that the majority of them, specifically in destitute area, they use entertainment as a fund, mm-hmm. uh, as an outlet to search for prosperity. And in that, right. you know everybody is not going to be successful in that regard not with especially with entertainment. However, you can use other like 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 you said earlier, you alluded to that it depends on who runs these programs. Well me being the president, I'm able to tie on different things like feeding the homeless. Whereas you have those U programs to bring in canned goods or you mobilize them here, you mobilize them there and you have different functions for them so they can be educated in other areas. Sad to say, but when you're dealing with areas Particularly the, the, the area that I'm in, the average income is sixteen to eighteen thousand dollars per year. So you know that's definitely b- below the poverty line. Sixteen
0: to eighteen you know thousand dollars a year. Sixteen hey, to eighteen thousand dollars a year. And hmm? hey, you know what, brother Abdul, you—it's not going to change. Not in the next eight, four to eight years, it's not going to change. And I was right. just talking about this right before you came on the air about uh, uh, the election that we had last last Tuesday. And, uh, and I was speaking to different people around the country last Tuesday, and uh, it appears that a lot of our young folks did not participate in the process. They complained about the process. But they also did not participate in the process.
1: Now I'm not a
0: big fan of this process, but however, this is the pro- this is what we have in this country. And uh until you can find another system to replace this system, this is what we have to deal with. And, and I just say right before I clicked you on, this is what happened when you don't participate in the process. Now okay. A reason why I said that the income is not going to change because of the president-elect that we have, and you know, if Rudy Giuliani, the ex-mayor of New York City, who started stopping Fritz in the black neighborhoods in the five boroughs of New York, can you imagine what he'll do as top cop in this country? Because Donald Trump is. It believes his loyalty, and he's going to ask me, Giuliani, what position does he want? and I bet he's going to pick Attorney General because he's a lawyer by trade. I mean, he brought down the mob in New York, so uh, as we know it. so um, it's not going to change in the next four to eight years it's because of the atmosphere that they think that they had erupted the past few years the past eight to ten years with the shootings and the arrests and whatnot, I ain't seen nothing yet.
2: I agree, brother. Um, I think the only way that we can combat that is to learn how to do commerce in our community. Well, we do commerce with one another. I heard someone say not long ago that uh, there are multiple Cities in the United States That they call Chinatown The significance of Chinatown mm-hmm. is They do commerce, you go to the hotel There's a China, Chinaman there There's an Asian there When you go to the gas station There's a Chinaman there When you participate in their local elections You got Chinese money that is, And their interests Are being Brought attention to I think when we learn to do commerce Amongst each other I think we can hold st- strong and sturdy like those uh, those Chinese people in Chinatown where it doesn't matter who the president is. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Because the local yeah. politics right. and the local economy is controlled by the people in that particular town. But see, when we have a colonialized circumstance such as we are as a people, that means we are grouped together, but someone outside of us is controlling our economy. You got what I'm saying? So I think the only way that we can start combating the situation at hand is to learn how to do commerce amongst each other
0: all over again. You know what, brother, I do? You know what, brother, I do? I was interviewing this sister about two months ago, and she said the exact same thing you're saying. She said that if we have our own, if we control our own financial situation, we could our social ills um why are why do, do you think that black folks in predominantly black neighborhoods or towns or cities do you think that, that 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 uh it's difficult to do business with each other if you do feel that way why is it difficult For us to do business with each
2: other I think the confidence is low Because the way we treat each other When it comes down to money and commerce We don't trust each other enough And we have damn good reasons Why we don't trust each other enough Because we do bad business You know um, There's a, a chemical release A chemical that is called Endorphins Endorphins are released Let me give you an example if you find a $20 mm-hmm. bill, a $20 bill on the ground, and you see it before the person who dropped it sees it, you go over there to it to pick it up. You actually put your foot down on top of that $20 bill to cover it until that person walks away. The moment that person walked away, walks away and you feel safe enough to pick it up without being caught, that excitement that you feel is precipitated because of an endorphin release that good feeling that you have. See, our endorphins are now being released when we do business with people outside of our race. So it becomes an addiction. That feeling yeah, becomes an addiction, that. and we feel more comfortable and more safe to do commerce outside of people that look like us. You got what I'm saying? And I think it's, I think it's yeah. a shame. I think it's a shame that we are feeling that high when we go on the other side of the mountain to purchase our products, and we bring them back to show other people in our in our area that we actually reside in, say, hey, I got this from here, and this is what I'm wearing. You got what I'm saying? I mean, it's it, it's yeah, it's sad, brother. It's definitely sad. But we, we just do bi- bad business amongst each other. I mean, I'm sure all of us have experienced being in a grocery store line, and when we get our turn. To be to purchase our items, the sister that's a cashier don't give you the same greeting that she gives the European or the Caucasian that's behind you, you know. And, th- and that's yeah, something I mean that, that we got to get yeah, better I at, mean, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I, and 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 uh, do you feel that? I mean, like, okay, you know, we have a lot of resources in our neighborhoods and what have you. How can we motivate others to start their own business? If they like, everyone can't be a business owner, whatever. But if you have a specific skill that you're good at, why not try to do for self? You know, how can we encourage people? Cause like, all right, there was this guy named Bob Law. He gave uh uh, uh, uh he used to uh uh have a uh, radio show midnight to three in the morning. Back in the 80s and 90s And he used to say That we're the only culture In America That don't leave Nothing for our offspring There are other cultures that might leave A business, a store uh, A law office Or whatever But they they either continue To trade or they can sell sell It off We're the only ones for two, three, four Generations where we go get a diploma and or degree, we go beat the pavement and ask other cultures to hire us, and this is going for our children, our children, children, our children. How can we get people to open their eyes to start to utilize these skills? I mean, you're making money for somebody else, and you're getting a paycheck. Can you imagine, like, uh, uh, the, the money you make for that person, you could be making for yourself. So how can we give people the confidence to, uh, to to go into business for themselves?
2: I think it starts out young. I mean, from the the moment we hit the floor and we're old enough to start the, the in-school process, I mean, the whole ideology that we are taught and that's embedded in us is to go to school and go to college to be an employee. I think we need to employ better mm. and more more wide uh, range of thoughts in the the heads of our youth by teaching them entrepreneurial skills. There's a lot of different ways to make money that we don't even realize exists right now. Let me tell you what I'm doing currently. Currently, I'm going to tell you something that you really didn't even thought that would generate the type of income. Recently, I started, I moved from law enforcement. I started getting more involved in Car hauling never had the, the notion to want to get involved in it never wanted to never even never even crossed my mind not until another friend of mine embarked on that opportunity and it generated an interest for me now in car hauling, if you work for some of these companies, you may get two twenty five hundred three thousand dollars per week but if you own your own vehicle. That same two thousand dollars a week, you can get one thousand dollars per day. See, so those are different things that are that, that are culturally based. That is taught in other communities outside of ours. You got what I'm saying? A lot of that information yes. and a, and a lot of that teaching on how to put a car on a vehicle, how to strap that car down. That is something that is not really circulating to be that. Profession in our communities, but something just as simple as that could generate well over six figures. Well over six wow. figures. A buddy of mine, he owns his own. Um, he owns two trucks. He pays uh, uh, his cousin one hundred and fifty thousand dollars out of his pocket just to run one of his trucks, where the other truck is paying four hundred thousand dollars. Now you wouldn't even think, but if they can afford to pay. You $2,000, $3,000 per week, imagine what kind of income they are generating, the company itself. See, it's multiple ways. That's why what, that's what they call it currency. It's an electrical flow. You got to get involved in getting that flow. You know what I'm saying? It's a correspondence yeah. with, with electricity and currency, brother, with money
0: flow. I'm going to shift the, the, the conversation. Law enforcement. Uh, you, you say you have a background in law enforcement. Uh, right. Let me ask you something. Um, what do you and, and 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 your peers around the country? What I mean by your peers, I mean other fellow African American officers around the country. Uh how can we, in certain city? I think every city, matter fact, I read an article in every dominant African American neighborhood in this country have gangs. It's documented. It's well documented. I even see it. How can we deal with, they, they, these gangs? Been here for a while now. They didn't come on the scene in a year. They've been around for. A few decades. How can we uh, uh, deal with the gangs in our communities without locking them up?
2: I would say the best way. One thing about me and my law enforcement background, it's a, it's a constable position which is elected by the people, for the people. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. But if we're going to address the gang membership, then the best thing to do what, is, is, is to deal with what run, run our youth to gangs. The lack of love in the household, the lack of structure in the household, that they feel like it's more accommodating emotionally by integrating and joining forces with peers who don't have the same intention as that parent would have for that child. I think mostly when you deal with our young people, at the end of the day, like you said, when I, you and I first started speaking on it, I said, what you wanted me to deal with? You said economics, right? I think the right. whole thing is those gains, are, they are able to generate some form of economics for our youth. Right. If we find other ways, yeah. like me, I'm almost forty-four years old. When I was young, my grandfather used to pick me up and have me to do a certain trade with him, where I put a little money in my pocket. So you don't have that these days. You got what I'm saying? So you 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 got this child at home that is looking on social media, watching television, and seeing all this bling and want to become a part of that, and it it is difficult. To look at your situation and compare it to what you see in every day, and be okay with that. So you find right. methods and you find opportunities to make mo- to make money and to do commerce. And unfortunately, they find that through gang activity.
0: Now, it's
2: kind of difficult. It's kind of difficult to the teach the youth to, to go to school, to get to graduate after at twelve after four years of college to become a teacher or become some type of engineer that only makes forty to fifty thousand per year when in the gang activity you able to see that money <laughs> in probably a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's if it all goes to you. Remember there's a hierarchy in the gang structure, well, for what right. I know. Is a hierarchy in exactly. the gang gangster. I mean, they have officers and soldiers and lieutenants and generals and colonels and OGS and all kind. But you know, um, why do you think? Like, you know, all right. I I, I mean, I, I I never was a gangster or anything like that. But uh, uh, don't they know that? That that violence have an impact on the ability to make money, why is there so much violence i mean do, do you do they hate each other that much? We sit now, now I ain't talking about police killing blacks. I'm talking about blacks killing blacks and uh, don't they know that violence i mean why why are they so why are they so angry and violent? That's something you know I've been dealing with gangs for like twenty five years and, and 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 the first thing that I observed was the anger and the- i i, I mean why are they I understand the lack of love and the lack of family structure, but why is there so much anger and venom where they so easy to take another life?
2: I think that when you're at a position that you don't know how to deal with your anger, and I'm about to use Birmingham as a template. In Birmingham, Mm -hmm. you have 49.6% of those single-parent households are in poverty. Birmingham is ranked 17th in the nation for single-parent households. 49.6% of those single-parented households are in poverty. So not only are you affected by destitution, but you don't have the family construct because you got the majority of your women offending for themselves without a man being present. How do you teach a young man Mm -hmm. how to deal with his egotism? We know women are emotional. Men are more Mm -hmm. egotistical. Estrogen precipitates emotional reactions. Testosterone precipitates egotistical reactions. These different components and corresponding activity need to be dealt with and need to be addressed by someone who has experienced that in the first place. I think it's very imperative if we encourage our youth to be in the presence of men or encourage the men to at least get back in the household and the women to provide an environment that's conducive for a man to thrive there. Once we activate that family construct, then maybe their young boy who's unable to comprehend how to defuse his ego because a man is not there to show him. Maybe we teach that, and maybe some a young man is there to see how to deal with his manhood without it being so damn emotional. You know what I'm saying, but
0: they're getting right. well, a you template. you some adult men that don't know how to deal with their emotional feelings. You have some adult right. men that don't know how to, deal with, exactly. This. Don't know how to cope exactly. with
2: their. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: You're right. You're right. But that
2: paradigm, that you know, paradigm started before you know. that generation. That paradigm mm-hmm. of thinking for that generation, this just didn't start. It's gotten worse. Right. Because I'm almost forty-four years old. And my my father wasn't there, my mother was always there, but my grandparents had to take the responsibility of making sure I became a man. So that paradigm started right. long before me, a few generations before me. So, of course, if that template is not set, where else would you learn how to deal with your manhood? There were certain things that my or uncle to had to take one. responsibility for. Say
0: again, brother? Or how to become one.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Not every,
0: thing, man, but one, not every not every male over twenty one or have children is a man.
2: Exactly. You know, brother. Just because
0: you have a right. to make you a man. Right.
2: I agree. I agree. Your responsibility just level. The, Being the, able to, to respond to your ability by taking responsibility to me, that's what makes you a man.
0: Right. So um, how can we, how can we as a community, uh, how can we as a community, well, let me first ask you this. You said 46% of the black families in Birmingham. 49, that's almost half, man, that's half. You mean to tell me that half of the black families in Birmingham are run by single mothers, and that might be just a rep- that just a representation of the total population of this country. And and and, and I, I used to know the statistics. I'm not gonna dig it up now. But but it's up there on the national level. Yeah. Why? Why are since we are men and responsibility, Why are we leaving the home? Well, why are black men not? Not all of us, not all of us are in prison, even though there's 1.1 million uh, black men in prison. But but not all of us are in prison. You know, there are us. There are still out here and every, But why are we not taking up the responsibility of caring for our families and staying in the homes? What is what? What do you think is going on in that avenue? Well first and
2: foremost I would like to say that 49.6 Half of the women that are single parents Are in poverty Not half of them are single parents We are ranked 17th in the nation For single parents But out of those single parents 50% of them is in poverty But in my opinion oh, okay. Okay. In, my, in, in my research What's running the men away Is that I think there's strategic planning To plan around Black men in America I think the Concessions are given To sisters who promote their independence I think there's a A a, a assertive Effort To undermine the presence Of black men Whereas It keeps us Ineffective We're not needed anymore For income We're not needed anymore For direction Because what happens today is That they tied in that you can't give me direction Unless you got something to show for Your direction So of course Independence is promoted amongst our women Once this is promoted That takes away Our ability Of uh, uh, as far as men To have a significant role In that household Most of us Are incarcerated Or have been incarcerated If you are impacted By your moral turpitude That means you can't even restore Your voice in society Or even have a right to vote So I That's think it's, right. it's definitely A subtle And a uh, assertive measures Put in place to undermine our existence in the household. Section 8. Those concessions are given to our women that fall within a certain income margin. But what are mm-hmm. some of the rules to that, Section 8? No men should occupy that household. So there are several clauses, yeah. several different programs that are in place that will give concessions to our women as long as a man is not present. So when you take away so that, are you trying to say, go ahead
0: brother. Uh-huh. are you trying to say that are you trying to say that there are certain policies in this country and certain states in this country that are motivating black women that are on the poverty level to participate in certain programs that are funded by the government to not be associated with us
2: absolutely, brother. Have you been to a, a a party setting lately, and the DJ or whoever is orchestrating the party asks all the independent women to raise their hands? The majority of the crowd is going to raise their hands because the majority of them is going to feel like a man is not ish. We 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 live in a generation, and we're living in a time right now that we are the only race of men that our women has to petition to other races to take care of the children that we place in them. The Mm. Chinese man provides a restaurant for his woman. The Arab man provides a a hotel for his woman. White men provide a a company for his women. We are there... But we are unable to provide that opportunity for our women. They have to petition to men outside of us just to be able to compete a little in society, because we're not offering them that.
0: And you know, uh, you know, we have been socialized and conditioned as men. You know, and we said it too a few minutes ago. That we are provide we are hunters, we are providers, you know we you know that's what build our self-esteem and can you imagine like you sitting in the house and you see your wife or your woman getting up every morning going out to work, dropping kids off to school and what have it and you're just sitting there without nothing to uh 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 um, to nothing to contribute. The household, and 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 so that's gonna build some tensions between the two, the two in the, between the man and the woman, because you're not, because we all have been socialized, hey, man is the provider, man is the provider, and we're not providing, like you said, all the other cultures are providing for their women, you know, business wise, money wise, and what have you. And, and and I think that um, I think that we have to really, really and that's we we get back to the economics that we have to think outside the box because I'm telling you I'm I, I I really am stressing to everyone I speak to that these next four years is not going to look favorably on us and that we got to start thinking outside the box. Or how that 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 we cannot be dependent on 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 them, and that's where you get off these hugs and, and these different food stamps and I mean you know these different programs are needed like for young mothers or what have you. Yeah, I can see that, but you know we have to start thinking like self preservation, and 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 so how can we deliver? That kind of message to the man. Now, now how can we get men to build up their self esteem so they could become providers? So they could start their own businesses. I the mean what best and the most can we use? The, the, the,
2: best, the best and the most effective way. I remember I gained so much knowledge, brother, uh during my time in the military. I used to study every book that was, man, and uh, I thought I was very deep. I speak multiple languages. I speak Latin. I speak uh, uh, Arabic. Learning Chinese. I love languages. I mean, I'm able to break information down. You know, uh, circumference of the earth twenty four thousand eight hundred ninety six miles. The diameter of seven thousand nine hundred twenty six miles. So much information was coming to me, and I felt like that was all that was. But I realized that I was attaining. Knowledge, but I still had no power. So somebody lied to me and told me that knowledge was power. Because the more knowledge I got, the more I felt like I still didn't have power. Once I learned to make you know why? that knowledge applicable, you
0: know why? because you were dangerous. Yeah, because you were dangerous.
2: The moment, no, the moment I learned to put what I knew into action. That's when it became power. I can have it all day long. If I'm just standing there holding it and not using it, it's it's not useful to anyone. So what I had to do was I had to step away from the books for a moment and start Mm -hmm. putting my foot down in the communities, start feeding people, start washing feet of our youth. Once a year we set up – We provide our youth with a pair of shoes, and we wash the feet of them, and then we give them that brand-new pair of shoes. Mm. I had to put things like that into action and set a template first. Most people are giving opinions, but if you establish that business and you thrive in that business and you tell someone else how you did it, that becomes the greatest incentive that you can create for anyone, by being the example of what you're speaking, that's right. So we got to create businesses ourselves, and we have to do commerce amongst each other. Us right now on this show, provide a service to one another, and show the success of that store of that of that story and that commerce, and allow this to be the template for others to follow in suit. Until then, it's just another radio show giving our opinion on things and hoping that someone takes what we say and make it useful. I think it's imperative that we start ourselves, brother,
0: and set the example of success. If If it's block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood, town by town, city by city, you know, but... Can you anticipate any sixty? Because, like, you know, everybody said yeah, yeah, yeah but when it's time to well what, what somebody told me last week, uh, that 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 a a a a movement or a revolution is fought by a few people but the masses will benefit from that few who who fought for them? What do you think about that, Sam?
2: Do I think that the the few the masses will benefit from the few? Yes,
0: yeah, the few people that that, that think up different uh, uh, strategies and, and methods and, and go out there and fight for you and, 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 and protest for you, whatever they do. You know, it's going. It, it's not everybody's going to do it, but, but as people, the masses will benefit from it. What do you think about that sort of process? Somebody told me that I last think week we were discussing it.
2: Statistically speaking, I think the few have always controlled the masses. I mean, you have 1% of the United States population that controls 70% of the economy. The other 99% are right. splitting the 30%. So the few have always controlled the masses. And I think with just a few, it's all it takes if the few are cooperating with one another. We got to develop a system, and I think the perfect construct is one to mock or to be a, uh, um, an extension of the system that's in our body. If you step on my foot... My foot ain't going to say anything to you. It's my mouth that's going to say something to you. Because there's a central nervous Mm -hmm. system that controls the communication between my mouth and my foot. We need organization. We need financial organization. So I think that few will be enough to get that ball rolling. If we're able to provide jobs, and provide provide opportunities. All they need, that's all our young people need, is opportunity. Because right now, they're forced to only respond to the... Go ahead,
3: brother. Go ahead.
1: What would you say to the black... What would you
0: say to the the brother that has his own bank
3: Who, who, who,
0: who, 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 who is disattached from the black community? Uh, 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 or a a, a corporate, uh, a black person that is a, a VIP on a corporate level who is disattached from his community, well, what would you say to those people to bring them back, not to move back into the but bring their skills and ability to to share with other black folks? And, and, and we still are focusing on black folks, because it's about time we put ourselves first. What would you say to them? How would you motivate them to 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 become attached again emotionally, as psychologically and educationally to the to to to, to uh, the black community?
2: I would say that it wouldn't be much to say to them if we patronize their business. I think that you're going to get a response or they going to cater to those who they do business with. If we did better with each other business-wise and we actually patronized the business of those black banks, I don't think it'll be much you right. have to say to them if you did business with them. But the majority of the population is not, The black population is not doing business with black banks.
0: Well Atlanta is starting to do that. They are
2: starting to do that. And I
0: guarantee you once
2: it once once it starts and once it gets rolling, then I guarantee you that owner will respond to the needs of those that are patronizing him. At the end of the day, you want to stay in business. There are no bookstores in a lot of our communities.
0: Why? No, no. There's no demand.
2: Uh-huh. Right. There's no demand for mm. them, though. You're going to put your supply where the demand is. So you got to look at it from a entrepreneurial perspective when you're controlling a bank environment or a banking platform. You're going, to con-
1: mm-hmm. you're going
2: to cater to where your demand is. If you feel like your brothers and sisters is only going to drop $100 in just to open up an account, then the next day they withdraw $110, $120 of that,
1: <laughs>
2: were you paying that $20 overdraft? Mm-hmm. How long do you think you're going to be in business? But when you Not have long. people outside of our races that can drop $1,000 that later on drop three more $1,000 and, and allow it to sit there to accrue interest, you're going to cater to that.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, uh, so we got two minutes left. So what would you like the downloaders and the listeners to to, to to it. Matter of fact I'd like to invite you back on sometime in January if you got the time. Uh what would you say um to some of the folks that would that would be listening to you? What 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 what, what would you say?
2: I would say be the vision that you speak about. A whole new light was shed was shed on you when you start becoming what you speak. The reason that I've learned, no matter how many books I read, the most knowledge that I've ever attained is the one, I, uh, is the knowledge that I've gained from being hands-on. Get out there, set yeah. the example. Get with your people, integrate, learn, develop your platform from your experience. Don't just talk about it and you ain't being about it. That's the issue. When you deal with our IU, if you if one of those individuals that go out and you speak to our IU, go out to one of those platforms and don't speak to them, have them to speak to you, and they'll tell you. They're right. sick and tired of us saying things and not doing them ourselves. And I have videotaping of where I went to a platform, and I changed it up on them, and I went to listen instead of speak,
1: And I learned
2: more than I've ever learned if I had sat there and just spoke to them. They see what we're not doing. They're identifying with us, perpetrating a fraud by putting rules in place that we don't even follow ourselves. We got to get better at being that what we speak about.
0: All right, Brother Abdul, again... It's been a great conversation. I thank you for coming on. And uh, I I am going to definitely be in touch with you, brother. So, again, thank you for being my guest tonight. And thank you,
2: brother. Thank you for having
0: program. me. Thank you, brother. Right. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Peace. Okay. There you have it. You know, uh, something that I've been also been promoting like for uh, several years, that we got to get our own businesses, stop relying on other cultures, stop relying on these governments. And also, maybe, just maybe, if we start getting our finances together as a community, start opening up our businesses, our families will, be, will get better, our, our youth will, will grow, And our community will prosper. Again, this is Kenneth Jones from Black Herb America. Tammy will be back next week. I am because we are. We are because I am. Good night.
3: The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spyro Agnew to eat hog laws confiscated from the Harlem Sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Shape or War Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck on the rare earth. The revolution will not be televised.